Hi, this is Millie, and you're listening to the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you'll find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word, and I will put all this in the show notes. Hi, everybody. I hope you're doing okay. Um, I hope you're having a good day and a good week. And um, I want to sincerely thank all of you who listen to my podcast and who follow me on Instagram. Um, You make me feel like I have a purpose in life, okay? Um, like always, it feel free to send me a, a private message on Instagram. I try to respond to every single one of them. Um, I do not want to give specific advice because it's it's not my place to give you specific advice without knowing all the information. Um, I give you general advice or I may ask you a question um, to try to clear your mind as far as if you're confused. But I'm not giving personal one-on-one advice, okay? Um, My idea here is that you're learning about narcissism, uh, toxicity, uh, toxic parents, toxic relationships, and that you can come to the conclusion because you're the only one who really knows if your partner is toxic or or narcissist or if your parents are. I can't tell you that. And that's one thing it hasn't come up in a while, but that's the one thing that I used to get a lot of the question is, is my mother a narcissist? And then give me a few examples of things. And there's nothing I can, as many examples as you give me, I can't say that. Narcissism is something that has so many ins and outs. It's not, you know, the definition of narcissism is so general that it's really hard. You know, basically, if it's someone who doesn't care about you at all, probably criticizes you every time they see you. They they use reactive abuse. They try to provoke a fight so that they can say, oh, look, look how violent and horrible they are. And, and I'm so innocent and the victim. I mean, there's a lot of clues towards, is it, are they a narcissist? But there's other conditions, right? It just depends. Um, Recently, and this is where my podcast today comes in, I've come across new research on narcissism. And I'm glad because that means research is being done. And that is something that I was hoping was happening. But I wasn't sure it was happening because I hadn't seen it, right? That there is research being done into narcissism. And I came across several interesting things. And you know me, I do not like to put false information out there. And if something I've said is... False or not false, but there's new information now. I'm going to tell you because 
I want you to know what I know, the latest information, right? The latest news on narcissism. Um, I don't like to spread false information, misinformation. I do not like that. Um, and I'm very, very adamant about keeping my comments on my page. Now, I I know like over weekends and stuff, I lose some of the comments. I don't see them. And But I try. If I, someone is saying something that's just not against what I believe, but just totally wrong, or I know that they're just trying to get a rise out of me, I block and delete. That's what I do. Um, same thing I would tell you to do. If someone um, is saying something that is, is just to upset you, and you know it's just to upset you, block and delete. And that includes friends and family, okay? <laughs> not just friend, not just you know strangers out in internet land who are just out to piss people off because they don't have a life, I guess. I don't know. Um, so I want to start off by saying... What I'm going to say, keep an open mind and do not, um, I don't want to say anything that makes you feel sorry for a narcissist because the bottom line is all narcissists know what they're doing is wrong. Okay. Regardless of how they got to be a narcissist or what created them. Please. Do not give, they don't get a pass. They don't get pity. They don't get sympathy and they don't get a second chance because, oh, they were abused too. And yes, that is one of the things I'm going to talk about. All right. So because abused or not, you were abused or are being abused right now. And you are not a narcissist. You are not abusing other people. So they don't get a pass or an excuse. That's my thing now. No excuses for bad behavior. No excuses. Now that doesn't mean if someone makes a mistake and apologizes and changes their behavior, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's fine. Okay? But also, how many times do you apologize and let it go? Right? The more you let it go, the more you send the message that it's okay to abuse me. Okay, to be nasty to me, to say nasty things, right? We have a right to say, no, that, no, no, you're not going to do this to me. And if you do, there's consequences. The consequence being you won't have me to do it to. Okay, I, I realized yesterday that I'm a different person. Not in every way. Like I love my husband more than ever. I love my daughter more than ever. I'm a different person with everyone else. And that doesn't mean I hate people. I absolutely don't. I still want to have that interpersonal relationship with people, right? Friendships and, and give them benefit of the doubt, right? When you first meet somebody. My issue comes in with, if you do something to me, I'm not going to act like a coward. I'm not, not going to say anything. And I'm going to tell you what happened. Why not? It's kind of funny, but 
my reaction again has been something that, wow, that's not usually what you do. Okay. I am the person who doesn't want conflict. (laughs) I'm sure that's a lot of you, right? You don't want conflict at all with anybody. So you do everything in your power not to have the conflict. I'm not like that anymore. And I saw that yesterday for the first time really with an outside person who means nothing to me. But it was a situation that warranted me saying what I said and doing what I did. And it's 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 stupid what happened. So <laughs> we're coming back. I actually took a walk yesterday and um, it was nice. Um, the weather was nice and, and we're coming back. And my husband, he he's acting a little weird. There's a woman in the in the yard across the street picking up her dog poop, right? Her dog just pooped. And he asked me, what color is the bag she's using? I'm like, it's green. And he's like, hmm. And he's, and he's driving real slow and looking at her. And I'm like, oh, my God, what the hell is going on? I'm all confused. I said, "What what's going on? And he tells me that he picked up the mail a few days ago and there was dog poop in a green bag in our mailbox. And people, I'm telling you this not just to say it. I don't have issues with anybody in my neighborhood. Nothing. I don't go out. Why would I have an issue with anybody? I don't have issues with people. Um, so it's not a personal thing. Uh, my husband was like, maybe it's it's just that, you know, it was easier for her to just put it there instead of taking it home. Now, of course, we're not 100% sure it was the woman that was there yesterday, but I'm pretty sure, and I'll tell you why. My husband kept looking over to her, and I got out of that car before it was fully stopped. And I went right to my mailbox, and she got she has one of those three-wheeled, really low-to-the-ground tricycle things. I don't know what they're called. And she started to go off. And I opened my mailbox, and I'm and I, I turn around, and I'm looking at her. She's looking right back at me, and she's three houses down. So, again, why would I have an issue with her? I don't even know who she I've never seen her. I think I've seen her before. Like riding around with the dog, but I've no, I, I have no idea who this person is. Let's put it that way. Um, the only thing I can think of is maybe I've said something she didn't like when I've been out of my backyard, and maybe she heard. I don't know. I doubt it though, because it's far enough away that she wouldn't have heard. Anyway, again, it's not personal. So, anyhow, I'm looking back at her and she's looking at me all the way going up into her house and I'm 100% sure at this point I said it's her she's the one who did it my husband did say it was small poop and was a small dog and it was a green bag and she had a green bag so it's pretty a lot of things that pointed so I screamed as loud as I could stop putting sh blank blank in my mailbox But I'm yelling, okay? I'm not saying it like this. And next time, I'm calling the cops. 
of course, you know, I she said nothing. If she would have said anything back, it would have been the proof I needed that it was her. But I'm sure she heard me. So I'm sure nothing else is going to happen. But I'm going to keep an eye out. Um, I've noticed my husband has been very jumpy lately, too. <laughs> like, every time he sees, uh we have blackout curtains in the living room. And we're sitting here. And he's been jumping every time. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like... So that explains that. But the the point here is, I'm a different person. I'm, I just don't sit back and go, oh my God, I wonder what I did. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, I did wonder. And then when, no, I didn't do anything. She's just crazy person or just, just doesn't like us for no reason, which people don't sometimes. They just don't like that you seem like a happy couple. Or whatever. They may be envious. And she's an older woman. I I don't know what her issue is. I don't care. But if she does it again, I will call the cops and say, I believe it's this woman because we did catch her almost, you know, and she seemed real guilty and she ran away when she saw us. So, yeah. So, she, that won't be happening again. But again, I'm happy at my my reaction, even if the whole neighborhood heard me say that. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Right, because if you're innocent, it doesn't matter. But if you're guilty, you got the picture. All right, so I will be looking out, and if it happens again, I will let you know. (laughs) But I don't think it will. All right, on to what this podcast is about. There is new research on how a narcissist is made, where narcissists come from, because that's a big deal. Like, we want to know that we're not raising little narcissists, right? And this is a good way to know, hey, what is that makes a narcissist? And up until now, we have been operating under the, and I mean by we is anybody who has been doing research, therapists, everyone has been operating under the idea that narcissists were made by other narcissists, right? Our narcissistic mother was raised by a narcissistic mother who passed down, right, the narcissistic traits. Um, they were abused, her people, her people. That's why I, I, I've, I've posted that her people, her people is an excuse. And I get pushed back on that, and I don't care. I'll argue with you. Okay, hurt people do not always hurt people because we are an example of that. We're not hurting people and we are hurt people. So hurt people is not an excuse to hurt people. Hurt people is an excuse to learn and say we have to treat other people with kindness. Okay, we have to change what these people have been doing, these narcissists, these you know, Machiavellian uh, people, the, these people that don't have empathy and don't care. All right, we have to change that. All right, so the new research. Now, I'm going to say, I'm going to start off by saying this is not every case. It's a mixture of different things that make narcissists, okay? So you pretty much have to figure out like did my mom or was my mom or dad this situation or this situation if you want to i mean you really don't have to care how they were made it doesn't really matter but it's interesting right okay so the new research shows 
that a lot of narcissists are made not by being hurt, but by being told that they're great, okay? I would put that under, and, and I'm, I'm not talking, I'm talking about those that have been, I mean, constantly everything they did was wonderful, whether it was or it wasn't. They were supported when they were doing something wrong, even as a child, right? They did something wrong and they sided with their kid, even if their kid was wrong, okay? These are like, if you are a teacher and you're listening to this, you know what I'm saying. These are the parents that will blame a teacher for their kid's behavior, bad behavior, okay? Those kids are going to grow up to be narcissists, maybe. You know, we don't know. (laughs) Maybe. So that kind of narcissist is actually the typical, the kind that what narcissist used to mean, okay? Now I see that the word narcissism is thrown around too much on TV and in movies. They're narcissists. That's gaslighting. I don't like that. I don't like those terms being thrown out like candy, when there are, there are those of us that really suffered because we were raised by real narcissists that were really gaslighting us, that were really using these tactics to hurt us because they hate us, right? They envied us and they wanted us to be miserable. So it's not, it's not fair that it's being thrown out. I want education out there. I don't want it to be pop culture, that's different. I don't like that. I don't think that someone saying gaslighting in a movie is going to, you know, miraculously educate the person who's watching that movie. It has to be a different thing, right? A case, what would be nice, in my opinion, would be like a court case where it's a narcissistic mother and the adult daughter against each other in court, and it becomes a famous case, and the judge rules for the daughter over the narcissistic and explains that that the the grandmother was obviously narcissistic and explained that is is what I would like to happen, but we'll see you know with time, maybe maybe I'll die and never see that, or maybe I'll be an old woman watching it and die after it, I see it, because my life's work will be complete, right? We'll feel that way. Anyway, um, so yes, narcissists are made that way. And I knew that was the case because my cousin, my mother's nephew, he is one of those narcissists who has been Supported and still at 67 years old, his parents back him up even when he's behaving badly towards his own son. They back him up. They defend him. So I know that that is one of the ways to create a narcissist. And people, I hate to say it, but it's more, in my opinion, this is my opinion, more narcissistic Men are created that way. For some reason, I've seen so many, like on those reality shows where it's, I'm dating a mama's boy. No, no, you were dating a narcissist. 
and he's a narcissist because mom lives through the boy, right? Everything he does is right, and every girl that comes into his life is not good enough, and that is not the right way to raise a boy, okay? Because that's what you're, you're raising a toxic person. That's not what you want, right? All right. So that's that's that part was my opinion that there's more boys. I really haven't seen an example of a girl being treated like a princess and then becoming a nurse, except for like Paris Hilton or something. And I don't know if she's a narcissist or not. I have no nothing about her. And some of you may not even know who she is because Paris Hilton is 40 now, you know, or 40 something. <laughs> she was the thing a few years back. Um, okay. So that's the newest thing that not all narcissists are or are created through abuse. Now, let's turn the let's turn 180 degrees. And yes, it's 180 not 360. I was a math teacher. 360 means you go right back to where you started. <laughs> I hear that being said wrong on on TV and it makes me so angry. It's 180 degrees if you want to do the opposite, you know, say that you're going the opposite way. All right. So, let's do 180 degrees here and Talk about the narcissists that are made the way we have been told. And yes, narcissists are also made that way. Okay? That has not changed. And the information I got, some of it, is from Dr. Ramani. R-A-M-A-N-I. She is fantastic. She is a PhD. Okay? You listen to her videos and you can hear how intelligent she is. And you can damn well believe every word she's saying because her education goes beyond anybody else's. That I, There's so many people out there that know about this. She's the expert in my eyes. Okay? She's the expert. Okay. So, and I know I may not have mentioned her before, but I do go... When I really, really want to know something, and when I heard about this this change in research, I wanted to make sure that narcissists are also made the way that we think or the way we were told. And she absolutely, I find a video perfect. So I, I got some of the uh, information from her. So narcissists can also be made by being raised by a narcissist, okay? And what happens there is it's just, it's a coping mechanism, right? You you kind of, there's so many things that happen when you're raised by a narcissist, but one of the things is, is, is a coping mechanism is to become, you know, to not let the narcissist hurt you anymore. So you are going to hurt, Right? They also, I mean, part of it is, I mean, there's so many things. I can't go into all of it, but if they're neglected, right, they're neglected. And and remember, narcissists are created between birth and 13 years old. That's around the time. Well, actually, they actually say till 21 or 22 because the brain is still developing. But the signs start to show around 13, 14, 15, that they 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 have narcissistic traits. 
um, they learn from modeled behavior, right? If mom, and this is from Dr. Romani, if mom or dad constantly goes to, to a restaurant and yells at the waitress because the silverware is dirty, brings, you know, sends the food back because it's, it's not made right, um, treats people beneath them, they're entitled, then you learn that behavior. So you become an entitled person. Okay. These are things that are, you know, brought down from the top, right? You learn it. You are also, not you, you know, your parent, let's say, learned it from the parent, from their parent. So modeled behavior. Now, this question, and this is what interested me the most that Dr. Romani said in her video, is if, why is it that some people are raised by narcissists and become narcissists and some don't? Because it's not, they're not all, they don't all become narcissists. So why is it some of them do and some of them don't? And that is where I would say, you know, the nurture versus nature thing. That's where nature steps in. That's where the genetics and biology steps in. Okay, guys, this is scientific. Okay, any type of research and things that are written and because they've been tested over and over again. So this is a scientific thing. So what happens is if a baby is born and has a good temperament, right, doesn't cry a lot, a lot, a lot, doesn't, um, is, is easily, knows how to soothe themselves. That is a big one, right? And it makes sense that if a baby can soothe themselves, they can handle being abused better than a baby who do, cannot soothe themselves, right? This is the colicky baby, the baby that cried all the time and didn't, did, doesn't sleep and, you know, there's a difference in temperament. So that baby with the bad temperament is more likely to become a narcissist than the baby that had a good temperament. Now, I'm going to tell you something personal that I realized when I heard that. I tell you, I learn things all the time. I am constantly hearing things going, oh, <laughs> and then realizing how it fit into my life. My mother used to tell me that I was a bad baby, that I used to scream and cry all the time, that it got to a point where she was falling asleep standing up, like leaning against her dresser. Um, no, that's not true at all. Okay, that's not true. She could tell me anything she wanted to about me being a baby because I don't remember. I was probably an angel baby, <laughs> right? I mean, all babies cry. I became an anxious person after when I learned that me crying and asking for whatever my needs were and they weren't being met and probably being ignored and mom didn't know how to interact with me properly. That is one of the biggest things that happens with the mother-daughter 
narcissist relationship is that the mother doesn't know how to interact with their own child. Just basic things. Instead of baby cries, mom goes to soothe baby, baby cries, mom leaves baby to to cry, cry, cry. Okay? So that's 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 the thing. So that became apparent. So I hope for some of you that also becomes something that you remember or that if your mom said that to you, don't necessarily believe what mom said about you as a baby. Okay? You were probably not a bad baby at all. She probably just hates the fact that, you know, she has to put you down. So that's a perfect way to do it. A a place in your life that you don't remember, right? To lie to you. Um... So temperament is the one that decides whether you become a narcissist or not if you were raised by a narcissist. Now, I'm not 100%. Again, nothing is 100% in science. Nothing. Okay? Things are tested. Things, excuse me, are researched. And then there is a conclusion. And the conclusion is... You are more more likely to be narcissistic yourself if you had a bad temperament as a baby and less likely. Okay, that's just likelihood. Okay, so one more thing, and this was an article actually that my husband found. My husband is very supportive of me. You guys all know that. <laughs> he sent me an article that talked about the amount of people in sororities and fraternities that are narcissistic. So we're not talking about now becoming a narcissist. We're talking about you're already a narcissist. You are more likely to be a narcissist and be in a fraternity or sorority. Is that 100%? Of course not. It's just slightly more narcissist decide to join a sorority and a fraternity than not. Um, And again, it depends on the kind of narcissist you are. If you are more of the outgoing, the overt narcissist, you're going to want to join a sorority because you're going to belong. People are going to pay attention to you. Um, there's a hierarchy um, when you have the new class coming in and there's the hazing. They have to they have to call you miss or mister and respect you. This is something that helps your narcissism, fills your narcissism. And that's the reason that they become, you know, narcissists are more attracted to be, being in a sorority or a fraternity. Um. The next question you might have in your mind about me is, did I join a fraternity uh, sorority? And the answer is almost. I did when I started college, my second semester, I tried, I joined, right? I started the hazing process to join a sorority and I was in it for five weeks and I quit 
one week before being inducted into the sorority because I did not like the hierarchy situation where I was calling juniors and seniors Miss so-and-so, Miss so-and-so. I didn't like the hazing process at all. And I knew that I wouldn't fit in in that situation. So I quit. Period. But yeah, I did try. I tried. Because I wanted to belong to something. That wasn't what I needed to belong to. That that was just that simple. Um, does it mean if I had been in a sorority that it would have been bad? Absolutely not. That's not... 100% of people that join sorority, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying there's a there was a study done and that narcissists seem to be attracted to that. Okay? Just like narcissists are attracted to um careers in which they feel powerful. Right? How many of you if you are an Instagram person also follows me on Instagram, please follow me on Instagram. Um how many of you have told me that my mother or my father is a therapist or a psychiatrist? I can't tell you how many of those I've gotten. They go into that field because they have power over people and they're respected. Okay? Teachers. I'm a teacher. Okay? I quit teaching. Because I couldn't take it. I was bullied by my principal, who is, by my um, diagnosis, so my my diagnosis of her is she is narcissistic and Machiavellian, okay? Power-hungry, manipulates more than a regular narcissist, you know? Narcissism is also is almost the baby of the dark triad situation, right? Narcissism is like the least of of dangerous of them all, and then there's Machiavellian and psychopath. Um, she's definitely Machiavellian and narcissistic, and she was hor- horrific, and she made my life a living hell. I actually, found a a picture. In my Facebook, you know, when you get your memories, and it was days before I quit teaching, you could see it, the sadness in my eyes. You can see it. Um, I actually posted it and, and put it out, out there. I have not, I don't put the name of the school or the principal anymore, but that woman really is is an awful woman. And something awful happened to her. But I'm not sure that that awful thing was enough. If if you're interested, I think I have a podcast down the line somewhere that that I talk about um, other narcissists that are not your parents um, or coworkers, something to that effect. And I I tell the whole story of of my principal, who was horrible. She was she's a horrible person. I don't care how many bad things happen to her. I'm not, I'm not going to ever think that she's changed because I know they can't change because that's their personality. Um, and, I, and I don't even know how much that bad thing that happened to her affected her. Anyway, so 
there are many factors that go into creating a narcissist or how a narcissist becomes a narcissist, right? How a person becomes a narcissist. There's not one straight path. There's not one straight answer. There's many factors and not everything I said to you is 100% the case. So you could probably figure out how your parent or partner became a narcissist. So the guy that I dated before I met my husband, he was definitely a narcissist. I didn't know what he was. When we broke up, he was a bad guy. And I bought books on dating and stuff because I, I, I'm i that type of person. You do something to me, something happens to me, I'm going to research it to death. Hence this. <laughs> Hence my podcast and research and, you know, my Instagram page. Because I don't want it to happen again. Now, it's not going to happen again to me with my parents. It's already happened. But, uh, and my mother is even dead. So, I mean, she can't hurt me anymore. Um, but I know so much about narcissism. It's it's going to be real tough to for me not to pick up on a trait immediately and kind of watch. It's just going gonna, gonna to be hard for someone to do that. So, anyhow. The guy I dated before, he's definitely a narcissist, but I didn't know what he was at the time. And I bought books and I learned about the different types of bad men, you know, and like, and the thing is, unfortunately, that book, I don't think is that great because it puts these categories in which every man you meet is going to fit into each category a little bit. So not a great book in hindsight, right? Um, But what I was going to say is that he was an abused child. I think he has, he had or has ADD or ADHD. And instead of, and he was diagnosed as a child, as a teenager, actually. And instead of being treated for it, mom used to beat him. Okay. So, I know that story. So I know why he became a narcissist. And his his mother, 100% a narcissist. And now, I mean, she used to mistreat him when he was younger. But now she's the type of mother that supports everything he does, even if it's really wrong. So we have both things working there. You see how every situation is different? So the important thing here is to, to understand is, I've told you a lot of stuff that may or may not be the case in your situation. (laughs) All right. So I hope that something did kind of ring true for you in your situation. That something, some light bulb went off and went, oh, that's why my mom, dad, grandma, aunt, husband, wife, uh, partner, whatever is the way they are. Does it matter? Again, let me say this one more time. We do not excuse bad behavior. We do not excuse people who hurt us on purpose. Whether they were hurt in the past themselves does not make it okay to hurt you now. Okay? Okay. Take that with you. That's the part that's important. Okay? doesn't matter how they became a narcissist. What matters is how you 
let yourself be treated. And we're not letting anyone hurt us anymore. Right? Right? I know you're not. I'm in a room by myself. I hope that you are in a room by yourself saying right right back to me. Because that's what matters. Is how you let yourself be treated by others. Okay? And it doesn't matter how they were treated in the past. They don't have the right to treat you badly now. All right. (laughs) I'm calm. (sighs) Breathe in, breathe out. Um... I love you guys so much. And that's why I say what I say. Because that is what matters. You're what matters. Right? You're what matters. They don't matter. They're bad people. You matter. You matter a lot. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And I love you all. Thank you for listening. And until next time.